Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Gotta Look Up podcast. I'm your host, Tom Campbell. I want to share a couple stories with you today um, and tie them together. So when I was growing up, there was a popular TV series called Captain Kangaroo. It was a children's show, and it starred a man named Bob Keacham. This was the popular TV show for kids during the time, and it was a few years before Sesame Street came about. And yes, it was productive screen time because we didn't have any other screens. And so that was the one we got to see and we watched the show and laughed a lot and learned a lot. Other characters on the show included Mr. Green Jeans, Bunny Rabbit, who would always find a way to steal the captain's carrots no matter how well he hid them. And a character named Mr. Moose who was always playing pranks on Captain Kangaroo. Another feature of the show is every first of the month, he would bring out a birthday cake to honor all the kids that had birthdays during that month. And lastly, he would read a lot of books. One of the books that stuck with me the most was Stone Soup by Marsha Brown. This book was published in 1947. The premise of the book is there were three soldiers returning home from the war. And they came across a village. The villagers saw them coming but they hid all of their food and locked all their doors because they didn't want the soldiers to take their food or to stay within their houses. The three soldiers declared that they were hungry and that they would make stone soup. The villagers had never heard of this, so they became curious and wondered what stone soup was. The soldiers invited them to help and asked them for a large pot to have them fill it up with water and find three large stones. The villagers agreed to help. The soldiers then began to list the ingredients that would make the soup taste better. For instance, it's too bad we don't have potatoes. That would make the soup taste better. And then whoever had potatoes in the house would say, I've got some potatoes, I'll go get them. And soon enough, they had potatoes, carrots, cabbages, meat, milk, some other things to put in the soup. Ultimately, they made a delicious soup that was shared by the village as well as by the three soldiers and a good time was had by all, to the point where the villagers invited the soldiers to stay with them before they left the next morning to continue their journey. The moral I take from this story is, if everyone gives what they can, even if it's just a little bit, collectively, it can benefit an entire community. Stone Soup also reminds me of a story my dad told me about his mother and his father during the Great Depression. He said that his mother would make large pots of soup and share it with the community so that no one would go hungry. Every house would contribute something to the soup or they would take turns helping to feed those who were the least fortunate in their community by sharing whatever they could. Now I'm gonna jump back to the year 2014. You may all know about the book and the movie, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But I want to share a story that is unique to me that I call The Girl with the Dragon Plushie. And I have to warn you, I've never gotten through this story without losing it just a little bit. In 2014, my son broke his leg very badly. He needed to be taken to the hospital in an ambulance. He broke both his tibia and his fibula, bad enough to require surgery to insert a rod and screws. You would think that this was bad enough but it was only the beginning. For two weeks, he suffered excruciating pain, requiring me to take him to the emergency room on several occasions between two and four in the morning 
to get treated for the pain. The doctors tried medication after medication, and I'm so thankful to this day that my son did not get hooked on one of these painkillers. For weeks, I did not get any sleep tending to him at home or driving him to the emergency room. I was not on good terms with God, and I let him know it. I don't remember the name of the physical therapist that made me take him to the emergency room at Stanford Hospital, but I wish I had found her weeks earlier. The medical team at Stanford diagnosed that the screws used to keep the rod in place were too long and were hitting the nerves in my son's leg. They were right. Another surgery to change the screws solved 90% of the problem. The pain subsided and he began to get better. This is where I got a response from God about my behavior, language, and attitude toward him. I call it the divine slap. My son needed a couple of days in the hospital to recover from the surgery. And the only recovery bed they had available was in the children's cancer ward. First, I have to say that our doctors and nurses and medical staff are angels sent from heaven. They are amazing people. Like a neonatal intensive care unit, the children's cancer ward is not my first choice of places I wanna see. But I'm glad I experienced this because I learned so much. Again, a divine slap or wake up call. I watched brave little kids and teens coping and fighting with a positive energy that I wish I could bottle up. I also saw the faces of their parents trying to keep a brave face for their kids but seeing and feeling their underlying pain. With time, my son was gonna get better. With time, their children might be gone. I was trying to fast forward time so my son would be, be, be completely better, while everyone else in that ward was trying to slow down time to a crawl. I saw amazing young people show incredible strength and resilience. They were all smiles. So why was I so pissed off? Their parents were strong. So why was I so weak? My son's surgery happened on Halloween that year. One of the cancer patients was a teenage girl who made little gift bags to give to all of her fellow patients. She brought my son one as well. But it was a much younger patient that would make a lasting impression on me. The girl with the dragon plushie. I'm in my son's recovery room. My mom is also there with us. A nurse comes in and announces that the coffee cart was outside if we wanted something. Since I had barely slept over the past couple weeks, a cup of coffee sounded good. The coffee cart had three sections, one for coffee, one for juices and water, and one for stuffed toys. The stuffed toy section was the most popular by far. Parents and kids were buzzing around it. I got my cup of coffee and went to pay for it, and the attendant informed me that it was all free. I said, come on, seriously, where do I pay? She told me it was all covered, even the toys. Who pays for it, I asked. Ronald McDonald Charities. How come I didn't know this? The McDonald's Corporation was getting beat up in the press pretty bad at the time of this event, and yet they keep something like this quiet. A tremendous gesture of giving to kids that are going through a hard time. Something that gives children hope each day. 
As I watched the bedlam around the toy cart, a little girl emerged from the crowd. She was a toddler, probably two to three years old. She was bald except for two tufts of hair along each temple. She had her own little IV stand that she pushed along with her. In her other hand was a stuffed toy dragon. And for some reason, she made a beeline right to me. I will never forget her smile. It beamed. She kept coming toward me and her smile kept getting wider. I towered over her, so I dropped down on one knee to get closer to her level. She stopped in front of me, raised her dragon toy up to me to show it to me, like a proud little mama. She never said a word, she just smiled. I commented on the dragon in a soft voice. I don't remember what I said. She turned and scooted back to her family. I can still see her face. I can still see the dragon. I can still see her pride and her smile. What I don't know is if she's still with us or if she's crossed over. After a few more days, my son was released from the hospital and we went home. He was recovering nicely and the pain was gone. The Stanford medical team had solved the problem. Thank God. I was doing my best to reconcile myself with my creator because I was pretty unfair with him. I told him that I understood the message of the divine slap and I thanked him for the perspective he gave me. I continued to pray for the other kids and the families that I saw in the children's cancer ward that week. I hope they made it all okay, but I'll never know for sure. Then I saw her face again in my mind, the girl with the dragon plushie. Why did she come to me? What made her have the courage to walk up to a six foot three, over 200 pound, complete stranger with that confidence, that swagger, that joy, and share it with me? It was at this time that I realized that she was sent. There was a deeper meeting, a deeper request. I am supposed to do something, but what? I didn't have to wait long for an answer. There were 30 beds in the children's cancer ward at that time. There may be more now, but back then there were 30. It was mid-November. The message she was sending was for me to get 30 stuffed animals and bring them to the children's cancer ward for Christmas. That was the message. So I did exactly that. I showed up on December 23rd with a couple of boxes of larger stuffed animals than what were in the McDonald's charity cart, 30 in total. A combination of elephants, lions, dogs, bears, and tigers. I went to the front desk and dropped them off. The hospital staff tried to collect my information, but I wished them a Merry Christmas, told them that I'd see them again next year, and I left. They saw me again for another five years until COVID hit and the rules changed. But COVID didn't keep me from continuing the tradition. It just made me change tactics and send the stuffed animals via online platforms instead of delivering them in person. In an earlier podcast, I spoke about universal net worth. In it, I mentioned that we don't always see the results of what our actions of good have have in the world. While I was never able to see the faces of the children that received them, I know that these stuffed animals made a difference to those kids and their families. Whether it gave them hope for one more day, one more hour, even one more minute. Whether it gave them something to hug to endure the pain. 
whether it even gave them gave them and their surviving family members of those who have passed something to hug or remember those children by. All I know is that I saw with my own eyes what these stuffed toys do for these kids. So I know it makes a difference. And that makes me feel incredible. And it makes me want to do it again and again on a larger scale. And this is where I tie in the story of Stone Soup. I need to rally a community. I want to have a donation event and collect stuffed animals to donate to one or many children's hospitals for their patients. I've learned that most donations are made around Christmas time. So I want to do something off cycle. This is where I need your help. If you know of any contacts that work at any of the following places, please get in touch with me via the contact section at www.gottalookup.com or please send me a direct message on our Instagram page. I need to find anyone who works for or has connections at children's hospitals, particularly in the Los Angeles or San Jose, California areas. Anyone who works for or has connections at toy manufacturing companies that make stuffed animals. Anyone who would be willing to offer a venue for free or highly discounted as a donation center or to host an event. Any contacts at companies that you think might be willing to sponsor this type of event. And any other ideas you might have to make this bigger and better in terms of the reach and the hope we can give to kids. Again, please contact me via DM on Instagram or via gotalookup.com. I will continue to keep you posted on this as we make progress. Let's touch some lives in a positive way. Let's make some kids smile and give them hope. Let's make some stone soup. I love you guys. Gotta look up. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on the Gotta Look Up podcast. Your support means everything to us. If our message today resonated with you, please share it with family and friends who would also be interested or might benefit from hearing this message. Also, please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel. As always, please drop us a line if you have comments to share or would like to suggest a future topic for discussion. If you're interested in collaborating or partnering with Gotta Look Up, please contact us with your name, your organization, and contact information so we can get in touch. Now, get off your screens, get outside, and make someone smile today. You gotta look up.